Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the show. We continue to follow the Anthony Davis saga and awaiting to see whether he will play for the Pelicans, suit up in a Pelicans uniform again. You can find my commentary on how Gail Benson can begin to define her legacy in a very strong way with her handling of the Anthony Davis situation. That's online at www.com, radio.com, radio.com app right now. We'll get to your calls in just a second. Hold on if you're on hold. But first, Ollie Cosell of the Bird Rights joins us, editor-in-chief there at Ollie Cosell on Twitter. And Ollie, another day and more interesting tidbits here and i guess most of the the local pelicans fandom was talking about bill simmons and his comments today what'd you make of those this guy's always been known to kind of side with boston with maybe some of the other major uh, markets in the nba and so he's always looked down upon the pelicans the handling of anthony davis and he's always criticized del Benson and a lot of the other decisions but, yeah, he, he's taken another turn by simply going after Gail Benson. Uh, maybe not so much objectivity, but just he, he's had that hidden message of basically talking about her being the widow, her being a woman that doesn't really know what's going on basketball-wise, not having any faith in her. Um, and you know what? It is kind of ridiculous. In this day and age, for him to say those type of comments, you know, it's a bad look to begin with, but it, it's just downright wrong. So, Seth, I'm, I'm not surprised the Falcons fan base has, you know, basically reacted the way that we've seen them. Yeah, I'm not either. Full disclosure here for everybody. I've, I've, look, I am a fan of the ringer, his side. I'm actually a fan of Simmons, too, but I got a call out when it needs to be called out, and that was just across the line here, the things he said about Gail Benson. It's hard for me to believe that he would say the same thing about, I don't know, Herb Simon or Mark Cuban or some of the other NBA owners, but... I guess we'll get to more important topics here, Ollie, and that is what I referenced in my column today. Will Gail Benson allow Anthony Davis back on the court after he was openly talking about playing for other teams during All-Star Weekend, walked out of the Smoothie King Center? Is he going to be back this week, or will he not? <sighs> if I was a betting man, I'm going to have to say they're going to fight it. So will he be back? There may be, you know, he might have a small role it all depends on what happens, Steph, on whether he files that grievance because it looks like the Pelicans are going to stand their ground. We've seen Mark Stein up with the New York Times and a few others have published basically stating that the New Orleans Pelicans are done with continuing with the charade that's gone on. And they've got a lot of evidence, Steph. I think that they can point to a lot of things. Even Adam Silver in his uh, comments over the All-Star break basically allude to that this isn't just, hey, they're going to sit down one of the top five players. No, this situation has not been handled properly from either side. 
and it just looks bad in all sorts of uh, aspects. And then you've got to add, look at all the uh, former greats, Shaq, Kareem. They've all basically called AD out for not handling the situation right. So there's a lot of things in the Pelicans' favor that is going to allow them to have some ammunition to take it to court, wherever this leads to, to fight him. But you've got to think, and I've been hearing this for weeks now, even when they were playing him, that they were not happy with him playing. And, you know, we saw come no boil, right? Alvin Gentry calling it a dumpster fire. So it's clear to us the position of the organization, and they will fight it. But you just don't know whether you can say never. Um, I would hope it's never. But, you know, the players' union is powerful, Steph. AD is one of the most prominent faces. If he truly wants to play and he keeps maybe showing some kind of good faith or promising to do it here on out, they may side with him. It's Ali Cosell, the Bird Rights, joining us. You referenced Adam Silver and NBA Commissioner's comments over the weekend. I've always said I liked Adam Silver. I haven't really agreed with a lot of his decisions in this case, but I think he's charted a course that's much more favorable for the league than David Stern did. And I like those comments, Ollie. Do you think that he's realizing that perhaps he's given too much leeway and the league has given too much leeway to their stars in this league? Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. I mean, everybody talked about how the situation could have been handled in a better light. And all of this was pushed by AD. You know, he's the one that made the trade request public. There was lists. And now AD's saying, well, you know, I'm basically here for all 2019. He's basically been flip-flopping. So it's he's consistently been a distraction. He hasn't really stood by any stance. So for Adam Silver to basically, you know, now kind of approach a situation from where, hey, this is a toxic, toxic atmosphere for New Orleans. Yeah, there's a lot of truth in that. So it looks like that it would be great news that the league would kind of back or just stay away from the Pelicans in deciding to sit Anthony Davis and let it just become a battle between the players union and AD. Because, like I said, the Pelicans have done a good job of kind of playing ball with Adam Silver. They allowed him to play those four games right after that trade request, you know. And I felt like that was a sign from the team that, hey, we're going to do what's best for him. We've got an all-star game coming up. He's going to be wearing our uniform. But as you've seen, he's continued to kind of play this ridiculous games in his representation. That's where the Falcons have, you know, been kind of the good soldier in all of this. And like I said, now that we're past all this, those four games, that all-star game, I feel like with Stern's comments on top of it, Falcons have, have a good chance of definitely fighting him. And the worst thing that could possibly happen, I'm thinking now, is they're just going to pay fines from mm-hmm. the uh, players' union. But, of course, this is their big one, Seth, is they may be able to uh, nail him with some kind of conduct that was detrimental to the team by simply the way he left that last game. You know, he walked off. Supposedly he let Dell Demps know. But, again, it was for an MRI for an injury that wasn't deemed too serious. Yeah, it's. I hope that that stand happens. I'm being an optimist when, uh, I guess like you, I think it will. The other thing that I feel like they could nail him for, or the NBA, and maybe Adam Silver could, maybe this is why he's a little more on the side of the Pelicans now than he was a couple of weeks ago, is Anthony Davis openly talking about playing for a whole bunch of other teams during All-Star break. He's under contract here in the Pelicans. How can that go unmet, man? That's exactly right. He's acting like he's a free agent out there. And everybody you've heard comment on the situation, they've never seen a player do this before, let alone in Anthony Davis' standing. I mean, it is such a bad look. He and his rep- representation, Seth, this is just blatant amateur hour. I, I, I don't understand it, but yet 
they should penalize him or hold it against him at a minimum because you're right. He's under contract. You know, the Pelicans could very easily, you know, start maybe docking his pay or at least suspend him for some of these comments, and that way they're sending him that way. I mean, there's a lot of avenues here because he simply opened his mouth and said some really ridiculous things. Indeed. Did you get a chance, and I don't, we didn't talk about this before he came on the air, did you get a chance at all to, to read or skim the ESPN article on Tim Donahue today? Did you catch any of that, Ollie? It's, it's fascinating. No, sorry. I didn't catch that one. Yeah, it's fascinating. Well, well in it, um, on, they have on-record sources, many of them, and they've dotted every I and crossed every T that, yeah, there was indeed game-fixing going on, point-shaving going on, even though the NBA – and Tim Donahue denied that for years. Um, do you believe that something like this is a concern right now for the NBA or really professional sports when uh, sports betting now is going to be proliferating across the country with last year's landmark Supreme Court ruling? It has to be. I mean, all it takes is one individual who's down in the dumps, maybe you know, knows he doesn't have a career that's going to last or – is on his way out, he's in money, financial problems. There's all sorts of scenarios you can paint. So, yeah, I think very conceivably you have to worry about any kind of possible bribes happening and to where you just, just shave a point or two, nobody's really going to notice. I mean, referees miss calls all the time, Seth, as we know. So would it be out of the ordinary to see a missed call or two down the stretch? I don't think so. So I think, yeah, there, there's a good reason to be worried about something like this possibly either has happened or happening in the future. Uh, we only got about a minute left, but I am curious. We, we talked last week about your top prospects for the general manager or and or, I guess, a president of basketball operations spot. Is Zarin still at that top of your list? Anybody else? Zarin was, but, you know, looking deeper into him, he seems so committed to Boston. I was reading how it, that's his childhood team, and he turned down the Celtics. Uh, he's like their main analytics guy. Sounds like he's a happy guy, honestly, in Boston. So it's hard to see. If he, he, he used to go to Philly, Seth, why would he come to New Orleans? So he's kind of basically slipped off my radar recently because that's just a little far-fetched. Um, one guy we didn't talk about, I didn't talk with you about, was Trajan Langdon. He's a former, uh, another Dookie. He's uh, currently an assistant GM up there under uh, Sean Marks, the Brooklyn Nets. And he's made a name for himself. He's a young guy, but he's uh, got some good experience. He's turned around, helped turn around, you know, in the pit New Jersey team that's now, you know, in the playoffs. Haven't really had any picks, so they've had to really look under a lot of rocks to build that team, and they've done a good job. Yep. Uh, Detroit Pistons were interested in him and stuff. So he's a good name that I, I, I would put alongside Troy Weaver. And, you know, we, we can't discount this guy. Danny Fair, I've been looking into him, and I'm going to write something for tomorrow. Hey, hey uh, Ollie, hold on for 60 seconds if you could. we got a hard break. 60 seconds, we're back. We're back with Ollie Cosell, editor-in-chief of The Birderites, as we talk Anthony Davis. And Ollie was going through his list of possible GM candidates. Ollie, and you were talking about Danny Ferry right before that break. Yeah, I always looked at him as an extension of Del Dams before. I think we all did here in New Orleans, you know, because he, he was never in a prominent position, never spoke publicly, and he kind of left Atlanta in the, in a bad light, of course, following some Luol Deng comments, with some racist remarks. But you know what? He was cleared of all that stuff. He even had civil black leaders in, in that city uh, basically exonerate him, and he's still highly regarded in league circles. And when I look at him and his body of work, you know, it almost makes sense to go after a guy. If the Pelicans truly want to put somebody in charge that, you know, is a pre decent president of basketball operations where he only has to answer Gail Benson, 
I think somebody as experienced as Danny Ferry makes a lot of sense. And therefore, you can then bring in a general manager like Trajan Langdon, somebody that's younger, who's apt to make mistakes. So like Dell Demps, you know, pe- young GMs learn on, on the uh, learn on, on, on the uh, kind of on the ride. You know, they, they don't have that much experience. So like with Dell Demps, we saw all his mistakes happen early. Uh, so you kind of want to, I think, put in an, a front office that's got, you know, the best of both worlds. You've got a young guy who's fiery, who's going to do all the day-to-day stuff. Uh, but you have an overseer like Dan Ferry who's been in the league his entire life. Uh, and it just seems to make sense for a combination. So the fact that the Pelicans staff actually went out and said, we're going to, you know, have Danny Ferry replace Dell Demps for the end of the season, they have trust in him. And I'm wondering if he could be in a decent position to honestly maybe win this uh, battle for, a, you know, the lead job in that front office. Oh, it's going to give me something to think about. Great stuff here from Ollie Cosell. Final one, Ollie. Are you buying what a lot of reports and sources are saying about Gail Benson, that she wants to run this franchise differently than her late husband did, that she wants to be more uh, interactive, more entwined, entangled with the franchise, and she's all in on building the Pelicans into a respectable and consistent winner in the NBA? you buying all that? I actually am because she is the main reason Tom Benson bought the team. She is the one that came up with the color schemes tended towards this name, although I think there were a couple other names in consideration besides the Pelicans. She basically made all these decisions, right? So she's always fancied um, the Pelicans organization. It wasn't Tom. Tom could care less about basketball or saving it really in New Orleans until she talked him into it. So it's kind of been her baby from the start, but because she's never been, like I said, any kind of vocal, outspoken critic or just, you know, public figure on behalf of the Pelicans, we wouldn't know that. So this is a great opportunity. I feel like that's what the brass has realized. With all these comments coming from the organization, it's all coming now from Gail Benson. They're using her name a lot. So whether it's just illusory or not, um, and the fact that she will either talk to us or not, it doesn't matter. I think the fact is she does care. Uh, even though there's going to be other guys helping her with decisions, you know, she's still going to have a circle that she's going to consult with. I truly think she does care, and she wants to kind of exude that power. Um, and we're probably going to see here how she handles this Anthony Davis uh, whole saga. So this is going to be the most interesting time because she has to wield some power, you've got to think, right? This is no good. Nobody wants to see Anthony Davis continue playing. So this is a perfect opportunity for her to show to the fans that, hey, this organization does care, and we are committed to heading in the right direction. Yep, I'm buying it too. I'm with you, Ollie. What's going on at the Bird Rights? I know you guys just must be all completely busy with the Anthony Davis saga, man. I know that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Like I said, I'm hoping now to write, you know, focus on some general manager and possible president of basketball operations guys. And that's what we're going to focus on the next few days that we're going to be publishing. But there's a couple of good pieces like Pelicans owner Gail Benson. I'm the captain. That was a great piece. And then, of course, I had a guy break down Drew Holiday. You know, we still got to talk about how there are some players that are still giving their all and, you know what, are doing a great job. Like, he locked down Paul George the other night. So that needs, you know, some acclaim. I'm there every day, Ollie. I'll be reading it and reading what you're writing. Really appreciate the time, man. We'll do it again. Thanks so much. Absolutely, Steph. Take care. Ollie Cosell of the Bird Rights, editor-in-chief there, at Ollie Cosell on Twitter. Always a pleasure to talk to Ollie. Let's go to the phone lines now, 504-260-1870. I am curious 
what you, the fans, our audience, thinks about this Anthony Davis situation. What do you think about Gail Benson becoming more uh, interactive, more proactive with this Pelicans franchise than really we've seen ownership be before? We'll go to James in New Orleans first. James, welcome to the show. Welcome. How you doing? I'm good, James. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I, I kind of don't agree with sitting Anthony Davis. You know, as a, as a paying fan, I kind of want to see the best product on the floor. Now, it, it may not be the best situation, but I want to see the best guys play. And I think uh, if we're taking – I understand that, but, I, man, I, if, if I go and I pay my money, I want to see the best guys play, if they can play. Well, what I have my, my counter to that, James, would be the Pelicans won two games without Anthony Davis and were competitive um, without Anthony so Davis. And we're, we're better with, you, you think right we're now, better yes. without Anthony Do Davis? You, I mean, isn't the proof in the pudding, James? No, no, man. Sometimes, I mean, he, he may not have. I, I think the fans booing him probably didn't help his psyche. But, man, the guy actually has played since he's been here. What about that? I think I – think What do you mean? What do you mean he's played since for, he's been here? He's, 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 he's played. He's given his all. Well, I mean, if I was making $30 million a year, I'd give it my all too. That doesn't excuse what he's done here the last couple of weeks, James. I mean, he, he said he doesn't want to be here. He's on national radio and television talking about the teams he wants to play for. And he left okay. the arena mid-game, man. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. I understand what you're saying, but I, if you listen to the show, James, I believe that Anthony Davis should have the right to go play where he wants. I'm a players' rights guy, but I don't think he deserves to salt the earth on the way out here, and that's what he seems to be doing to me. Okay, now we didn't we didn't know what was up with the injury. Now when he when he played in the All Star game, that did not look good to me because I'm like, okay, if you were hurt two days ago. Mm-hmm. You needed to go get an MRI. You probably shouldn't have played in the All-Star game. Now, I didn't watch much of it, so I don't know how much he played. Not not much. But, I mean, kind of on brand for him, James. Um, I, I, I guess I just disagree with you that I, I want him to play. I, do, I see your point that if you're a paying fan, maybe you want to see Anthony Davis for the last few times he's on the court, but it's just a circus and a sideshow. And as a basketball fan, as a Pelicans fan, and a fan of basketball in this city, I just want – what's best for the franchise and for the city. And I don't, I don't really see that Anthony Davis playing is helping anybody. I don't even think it, to be honest, I don't even think it helps Anthony Davis at this point. He's not handling it well. Thanks for the call, though, James. Appreciate you listening. Let's go to Gerard in Terrytown. Welcome to the show, Gerard. Hey, I couldn't disagree with James more. I understand where he's coming from. But right now, Anthony Davis shut it down. He, he shut it down mentally on us. Uh, he's not he's not putting forth that effort. Him leaving with that that minor little uh, shoulder bruise and then playing in the All Star, uh, and, and then the the comments he made just at that point is over. It, it, let him go, wait on his next team. Let's trade him next year. And and and, I, and I'm and at first I was kind of disappointed that we didn't deal with the, the Lakers, but I understand it now. I mean, it, you you can't allow him to dictate you know and and force the hand of the league if he was really uh, you know unhappy he could have did it in a private manner but for him to try to force the hand of, of the of the uh, pelicans the way he did it I, i'm really turned off by him i'm it, 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 hope him he has a, a a career somewhere else 
but I, I don't need to see him. And, mm-hmm. and I'm going to a few games this – I'm going to the game on the 6th, and I, I don't have to see him. I don't want to see him. I want to see people that want to play. And like you said, he's making more than enough money to put his best – every time he plays, he should play his best. And yeah. he hasn't. He shut down He shut down on his team. So now is is and I think Drew looks like he's really he's not speaking on it, but Drew seems really uh, disheartened and, and, and really turned off by the whole situation. Oh, I can't I don't imagine. Think his teammates want to play well. Oh, Gerard, I can't imagine being one of his teammates in that locker room, and you have a guy here who's supposed to be the leader and star, the superstar of your team, telling ownership and really telling the entire world the last couple of weeks basically he's saying, yeah, these guys are garbage. I don't want to be here. This organization is garbage. I want out. And then acting like, well, yeah, I want to come and actually play with you guys. I'm going to file a grievance with the players union. And when he threatens that and gets the team to allow him back on the court, then the first thing he does within the first week is walk out of the Smoothie King Center mid-game with a shoulder bruise. If you don't want to play, if you're banged up, get it. In fact, I didn't want him playing anyways because he might get banged up with his history there. But you don't walk out of the arena. Go sit on the the bench at the end of the bench in a chair. Support your teammates like you say that you actually care. And then this whole situation during the All-Star break, an All-Star weekend, when he is talking, giving national interviews and speaking to national media and talking about the teams that he wants to play for while he's still under contract here, is it's classless, it's absurd, and either it's immature or he's doing it purposely, which would, I guess, diminish my opinion of him even more. Thanks for the call, Gerard. Here's a couple of texts, one from the 318. James, dude, uh, 80 deserves all the hate he's getting. Dude's making a killing to act like a spoiled, rotten crybaby. I'm not blaming James here, though, texter. James is allowed to have his own opinion here. I think we're all kind of on the same side. We're just – look, if you were in the Smoothie King Center, admittedly, it was about 50-50 cheers and boos. There's a lot of people that are in James's camp here. Just because I'm not, I'm not going to impugn all those people who are. Text from the 504, Anthony Davis doesn't want to be here. Text from the 985, thinking about going to my first Pelicans game this year just to boo Davis the whole game. If he gets back on the court, I don't think he will, but if he gets back on the court, you can imagine those boos are going to be louder and more, more vociferous than they ever were before. You can jump on in here. We've got a few lines open, 504-260-1870. That's area code, 504-260-1870. Text line is 870-870. It's Seth Dunlap and Logan on the last lap. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.